You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Blazer War Team AD Federal Nation Narm and Great War podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 50mm wargaming with our tongues firmly our cheeks, our pads as flat as the ground, and our dice more often than not failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy is opening the gaming tables again. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out DiceOfWar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you want to pay for something you could get for free, you can now also become a patron supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. I'm joined by my co-host Duncan, our 5G upgraded supplier of shots of short shorts, Gosling. Shh, I've been naughty. <laughs> and Lee, the running order is a lie, Pardell. Well, we... Uh... How have we actually decide what our running order is now? We have five different running orders there, I think. <laughs> Welcome to episode 50, the one where we didn't get the anniversary we wanted, we got the show anniversary we deserve. <laughs> what are we talking about tonight? I can't believe we we let our 50th episode creep up on this. Is there... Well, it's oh, delayed reserves, I... and then we forgot about it. It's like, you know, it's like when you're playing a game where some guy's got, like, Panthers or something in reserve, and yeah. you get too distracted about the main objective and all of a sudden like three panthers turn up and i, I just can't gonna... believe we got 50 shows I, yeah 50 episodes just... i thought for sure the simmering intentions below the episode would actually um would have collapsed long collapsed it long ago but here we go is this the show where i just reveal to you guys that i haven't actually been publishing them and it's all just a lie <laughs> uh... Some <sort> social experiment, <laughs> yeah. oh my god that's like an eastenders theme tune and then they woke up and it's all a dream <laughs> hello mum. <laughs> Yeah, get out of my pub. <laughs> Party the Vic, someone's gonna die. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, be more in Canada. There's <laughs> a spike for googling EastEnders. Yeah, oh, they must have EastEnders in Canada. Oh come on, they must have Phil Mitchell on gangs. I'm um, honestly, <laughs> Phil Mitchell. Yeah, oh no, sorry, Grant Mitchell on Grant Mitchell on Grant gangs, Mitchell. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've gone to Panama. Uh, oh God, have you? Right, okay. <laughs> Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Yeah, let's, let's try this again. Yeah, sorry, the second time we'll do it. Um, so tonight we will be going through um, basis, basis, something, something, as we talk about what we've been up to, because one of us got a game in. Ooh. Ooh. Um, we'll then do UNU's Army, as suggested by one of our patrons. Um, after that, we'll have officer answers. We'll then have, as soon as our 50th anniversary, we'll say a big thank you to all our patrons. And then yep. we'll look at events, and then we'll shoot and scoot. And, and haven't we got something special for our patrons? Oh, we have, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. <gasps> so it Foreshadowing. We'll get to the suspense. No, I, I've, I've seen how this works. Is it a picture of you in short shorts, Duncan? Who like short shorts? Yeah, that's right. It's a deck, deck shorts night at uh, Monty's Meat Grinder. Right, to be fair, one, one, of, one of the questions and officer answers does come awfully close to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's... Uh, would, would we get more patrons if we promised not to suspend, send the, that picture to yeah. the patrons? And probably more people with eyes still, I would imagine. <laughs> my eyes! My beautiful eyes! So, talk about eyes. Who's been painting 15mm eyes on their figures? <laughs> not I me. Stunned silence. Have you? You haven't for a while. I, on, I, I went for a phase to try and do it, and so I gave up. Do they do they come out mad and staring? I think 
half the time they come out exactly as I wanted. The other half, they end up looking like they've got massive, like, um, cross-eyed PTSD. Cross-eyed Maybe like one of your miniatures. Rory. Oh, dear. I don't think I've ever painted 15mm eyeballs. Oh, you got to give it a go. Do I? It's got to be a challenge, then. Oh, no, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm actually painting Besides Company 7. I can't, I can't, I can't. Right. You now need to do a massage company where everyone has their eyes painted. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee by the end of it, you'll be either really good at it or insane. Or yeah, or just this ter- terrifying, stereoid mob across the table from you. It seems appropriate. How many massage have you painted, Duncan? Uh, at this moment, I am actually finishing the decals on my BM, uh, BM21s substitutes. The secret special project ones. Oh, the secret special project. Yeah, so um, they are the so instead of hail rocket launches, which are in the list, I've got a two MTLBs, um, one with hind rocket pods and one with uh, Cobra rocket pods on plastic hard mounts that I've made myself, which are, are rustic, but then I think that's fine. I think they should be. Um, and then I've got a jeep with some Korean. 107 mil um, rockets, which I also have made myself. So I'm basing them on large bases, so I can't be accused of modelling for advantage. So in fact, I'm going the opposite. I'm modelling for disadvantage. Um, but that's going to be my yeah. That, and, and it's all based on apart from the the Cobra one. The Cobra ones and a based an approximation because I've seen one with four hind rocket launchers. Um, so I thought, well, if they did it with hinds, they must have had spare cobra rocket pods around I, I i swear i've seen i've seen it done before i like said like i say the actual u.s army the experiment with it as a legit thing actually trying to use um, rocket pods for um a lightweight rocket system they used to put that in like um that's like you like publicity brochure they said had for it, where oh, it had, yeah. like that on the back of um various like lightweight trucks and jeeps and stuff i just think it looks different yeah it looks- I mean, it's only a four-point unit because I painted. I originally had some BM twenty ones, but then I thought, well, hmm, I've got them for my Egyptians, so I've just done them for Soviets instead. Um, but yeah, they they've come out quite nicely. I just need to work on the bases now, and then, like I said, it's um, it's on to on to Passage Company, on to Passage Company seven. So I haven't painted any for a while. Yeah, that. Oh, it might be eight. I can't remember. Passage companies. Uh, there are nine AK-47 stands with four figures each, and then eight, um, so sorry, four RPG stands with eight figures. All right, so when you say a company, this is a minimum size company, and you have three of them make a full. Oh, yeah, this is, I've got the full size. Oh, no, this must be more than that. Hold on. Maybe it's not. I was going to say, for an instant there, I wasn't impressed with it anymore. Well, I think I've painted something that I worked out. It's about 200 figures for the Passage, and it's halfway. So I'm just going to try. I haven't painted any for a while. I'm going to try and slog my way through some more because they need. You're going to prayer because you're halfway there. Exactly. Well, they are. Chair. They're definitely (laughs) living on a prayer. Um, So I haven't painted any of those since February. So I'm going to get back on that wagon. Um, And what else have I painted? I've painted a Soviet 100 point list for late war. A whole, uh, a whole list. A whole list, yeah, yeah, for ISU one two twos. So there's, uh, 
ten ten IS ten ISUs, one two twos, um, and uh, an IS two command tank, and then um, a commissar and seven SMG stands. So the riflemen, which I think they, they come out quite nice. I'm looking forward to using them actually. They're, the I think the green works better on that kind of weathered um, whitewash that I was, effect I was going for than the British tanks did. Um, so yeah, they're looking nice. Quite happy with them. Yeah, like that, 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 that worn whitewash looking done is kind of really nice on those um, one two twos. Yeah, I'm 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 quite happy with how they they've appeared at, and so I've given them a quick varnish. They've got all the muddy tracks and everything, so happy with those. Um, I painted. I'm now up to six painted cobras. Nice. For my Iranians, so I've got two left. Um, and then yeah, just the BM21s for the Soviets. So it's been it's been a productive two weeks again. I think I finished off. Where is it? So April finished off with yeah, it's about average. So forty-one teams painted in April. That's good going. So so far, yeah, I've got forty-four, forty-four. Oh, sorry, forty-four, eighty-five, forty-four, forty-one for two hundred thirty-three stands this year. Yes, nice. date. Yeah, I'm. I'm it's it's chugging along. I've got, I've also replenished the, the pile of shame, so I've got plenty to work on. Thanks, thanks to Mr. Turner. Well, <laughs> you got a bit more as well because Dice Loon just um, emailed me earlier to say that the first part of the order was in. So. Oh, okay. I was going to talk to you about that because um, I'm not sure about the dingoes, but we can talk about that separately. Dingo stole your baby. Exactly. Boring. Um. And I, I am toying with the idea of doing some Hungarian Tigers because I've got seven Tigers tanks to do, but I don't know whether to do them as Hungarians or Germans. I don't know. There's so many options now. That's the problem. I've got stuff that's not really allocated to anything and therefore, eh, not sure what to do with it. Use a spinner. Uh, what, to, to decide what our faction it's actually going to be for? Yeah. Probably with allocation. <laughs> <laughs> these t these twenty one t thirty fours. Oh look, they're all going to be boot t thirty fours. Yeah. Ah, twenty first Panzer Company. Oh, that could be quite funny. That would. That, be is, fun. that is the problem with doing with it, having a fixation for captured tanks. As well. <laughs> 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 it's a, it gets you off target. Oh. Look at these. I wonder what I could use these for. Yeah, when it, when it could be literally anything, it's this sort of help. Yeah. I, hopefully that won't happen with the Italians, but who knows? Who the <laughs> devil knows at this point? It's all up for grabs. So what have you been painting, Mr. Parnell? I have been painting Churchill's. You have, and delightful they look as well. Yeah, so I got the first um, the shaggy six, ones. Six going on. Yeah, come and try and a thing I found on the Battlefront website. I think it was one of Evans' projects for doing like, the burlap camo, which is basically what the Brits used before camo nets became a, really a thing. Um, and it's basically old ship nets, apparently, with um, lengths of Hessian um, Hessian. Um, fabric wound into them. So like, it's literally burlap saps. Yeah, but basically like the same stuff they use for the helmet scrib, basically. 
Okay. And they get the same tape. They just cut longer strips of it. It comes on like tape. And they wound it into nets, and you get this, like you say, you get like a kind of like a shaggy look to the tanks from it. What shaggy? Yeah. <laughs> it, really, and it really helps. Really helps break up the like the lines of the turrets. Sharp edges, yeah. What, yeah. The, the other thing I quite liked about it is just the contrast of the color against the green. Yeah, because I went with a khaki color for it. Yeah. Yeah, it really it looks really nice. It just gives you some, yeah, something other than green to look at. Nothing wrong with green. Just ends up a bit monochrome otherwise, doesn't it? Yeah, and so what basically, way... <laughs> the way you do it is you basically um, get just box standard printer paper. You cut long strips of it about five millimeters wide or so, and then you just spend ages cut score, um, cutting lines almost all the way through it. Yeah, so you get like a frill. Yeah, you get a fr- like, well, basically yeah, exactly like, like a frill. And you just um, start pasting those on layers and leave it. And as you put a layer on, use PVA, stick it on. And then you put the next layer on, you sort of, um, and the next layer, and then you get get it wet with a bit of like um, PVA, watered down PVA. And then you just use a paintbrush to sort of tussle it up and like rough it up and get some texture, like, you know, bend strands over each other and weave them around. Just get a bit of texture and depth going. I, Let it dry I really like and you it. paint it. I really, really like it. It looks awesome. Quick, quick question, Lee. Is it worth yeah. trying to cling on to your will to live as long as possible? Or should you just let that go straight away and just admit that this will just destroy your soul and do it anyway? So bizarrely, it, it's, not a bad te- it's not a bad way of doing it, actually. I found, cause I found it was relatively quick. Um, the only slow bit of really is actually doing the cutting of it, effectively. Oh. Actually going on there, I found doing one tack at a time and uh, not rushing... It was yeah. actually relatively pain-free to do. I was actually really surprised about how quick, how relatively quick it was. I managed to do like um, six tanks in an evening, basically. No, so two evenings it took me to do all six tanks. That's not Does that mean you're going to do my Cromwells? Well, I'm gonna, I, I am going to do it. On my, so I got like say those really rubbish old um, open fire Shermans from the first running of open fire. Yeah. I'm go, and like I say, I'm going to try and do it. To a big, much bigger extent, on those ones to really try and hide the lines of them. To... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to actually, you know, Ryan. And the only thing I will say is I paraded the strips a bit too thick on the Churchills. Some of them are better than others. So when I come to do it on any other um, other tanks like the Shermans, I'll try and do it much finer. Yeah, I I don't know if the, if you need to though, because I mean it's it's only in sort of an abstract, isn't it? Yeah. Not, I, only because I think. <laughs> I think if you make them too fine, they'll just look. You can, will you actually see the individual strands necessarily, or will you lose yeah. some of that crinkling and all that kind of stuff? There is that, and I, one of the things I did on the bits where I did do very fine stripes, I did find they got a bit um, fragile and they got wet. Mm. So I did get they were a bit more of a pain to work with than the thicker ones. Yeah. So rather than slippery when wet, they got fragile. Yeah. All right. Okay. Certainly, certainly, I was really, really worried about it until I actually put the paint on. And when I put the paint on, I actually, okay, I'm, I'm more sold on this now. Yeah, I think, I just, like I said, it just breaks up that dark green. Because the green you've gone for as well, I think it really complements it, that. Yeah, because I was doing, doing the pre-shading um, on it, yeah. So I did um, the, the old black base, white um, white pre-shade. And then, I mean, you guys knew what I was doing, um, we're doing like even updates, so I just couldn't get that green dulled in at all. I couldn't get anything I liked. 
and I went back to how I the same the Russian uniform like I used I used I painted by hand. Uh, yeah, and that worked. And I thought, oh shit, that, that's exactly the colours after. Just going back to my original colour for the airbrush. It happens, isn't it? Actually, because uh, greens, it's a funny one actually because obviously it's, there's so many different shades of green that are used by forces around the world and things like that. Yeah. But I, I think. I mean, the real problem is that the Vallejo Air range doesn't really match the Vallejo model range. Yeah. There's no Russian uniform equivalent in the, in the model air range. <laughs> but that's the bit I was, cause I was trying to use Vallejo, um, model air just because if you thin the model color down too much, it really separates on some of the paints. Yeah. Um, it also but, becomes quite, um, you know, if you touch with your bare hands and stuff like that, it comes off quite easily as well. Yeah. It, it really rubs until you get some kind of protection on it. Pardon the expression. For now. Are, are we still <laughs> talking the same now. thing? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're talking about the new uh, new range of, uh, of thinners from... No, from AK. Oh. I'll say them off. I'll say them off. Anyway, quickly, be Carry on. Carry on. Bad. We just calmed him down. Yeah. So he's, he's got, he's got, he's got him out of his happy place again. Um, yeah, so in the end, in the end I just... Um, I put the Russian uniform through and then just gave an extra... Could went on red really thick, which is actually a, in the end can be a good thing. Ah, right. No, start from again. So I didn't use a black base. I used a bronze green base. Then I put on the um, the white. Then I went, went over it with the Russian uniform, but leaving some of the bronze green at the edges. And then I went over it with a little bit of um, grey green. So it's more modulation than pre-shading oh, okay. in the end. That seemed to work okay. better. So dumping the pre-shading is what saved me on this one, going to like a, and going to the proper um, modulation. It, it, they are looking lovely. I mean, they're looking really, really nice. Yeah. So I think what the problem is yeah. now, I'm now eventually committed to try and paint a British army up. So I'm going to have to do 25 pounders and infantry. and It's all sort of got, and I've just been putting off for years, so I need to sort of... Uh... The Yeah, but your airbrushing, will you, will you, can you extend that to infantry? Um, I'll probably do it. Just I'll probably um, do like undercoating. Get these and um, put on German camo medium brown for an undercoat, and then I'll work everything up from there. Because um, me, German camo medium brown is a fairly good base for um, English uniform anyway. So nice. Okay, unfortunately, there's no English uniform equivalent in the um, Vallejo Air range. So <laughs> that, and that paint really doesn't like being thinned down too much, so it won't work too well on the airbrush. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to do these. I've got the first six in the go. I'll then get the other six done. So I've got a um, HQ troop with two CS tanks and then three troops of 75mm and six pounders. Um, and then probably the Churchill's done effectively because it's more of an army I'm just doing for the sake of doing. I'll then probably um, do some 25 pounders because I've got some PSC ones stored away. Um, plus, you did say toes last time. I listened. I listened uh, to myself, which is toes, massively yeah. <laughs> egotistical. But you definitely said you were going to do the um, the uh, quads. I can't I have to because um, I made Mike paint his quads, so I can't <laughs> have to do mine as uh, well. The, the, the turkeys come home to roost. <laughs> it's just it's just code words. It's, it's, it's just it's set up to sleep agents. Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> they're all off now. Um, I just ordered um, a box of you know sort of carriers from. Um, but for the hobbies whilst getting the old um, cards. Yep. 
the best value box set I think yeah. there is. Yeah, because I was like, actually, I got, I got um, a bo- box of the old metal British infantry. So that'll, yep. from Battlefront, so that'll be my that gives me three British infantry. I got two boxes of puzzles, which are going to be six pounders with um, Lloyd toes. So that gives me my anti tank guns. <laughs> and then, like I say, I got more than the twenty-five pounders. I pre-explained why. Because <laughs> you've and, got a strange fascination with the twenty-four pounder. Uh, well, it's my first Kickstarter. I might go a bit too heavy on it. Um, <laughs> and then, like I say, that gets me all in a good place, and I do the comics just about as the Bulge book comes out for the Brits. Either later this year or early next year, whenever oh, I come up with exactly what I, I think they're going to be a great support for the team. What? <laughs> yeah, the comments. Great support for the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might be more of a support squadron, but yes, it's a. Probably <laughs> <Boy>, the comic <laughs> support squadron. Yeah. This is where Lee just starts pushing to play like 400 point mega games. Exactly. But they won't be mega games. It would just be like, Lee, where's the rest of your points gone? All right. So that brings me to the second point thing, which is. Um, we pl- I played last night a 150-point game of Flames of War around at Mike's Barn. Um, and it was him and Nathan using 75 points each of Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, so M- Mike was running Big Red One and Nathan was running Third Armoured. Nice. And um, I went up with 150 points of Germans based around Second Panzer. So basically... Um, Fighting the Mortine, the Mortine counterattack is basically that one with the, um, the counterattack operation Cobra, and it all goes spectacularly badly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was doing second Panzer, and I went with a Panzer IV company with um, three Ooh, platoons of three. Yeah, yeah. Three platoons of three Panzer IVs. Um, a Puma squadron, sorry, Puma, sorry, a Puma platoon, not a squadron. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> The West, the West, and the and the Pack Forty Threes because you know I painted them. And I was going to use them, damn it. Yep. And then a Panzer Grenadier um, company of three three platoons of um, trucked Panzer Grenadiers with a Ooh. Pack Forty platoon. Trucked. With truck. yeah, well, yeah. I didn't actually had the trucks, but I, it was oh. you know, the truck so dismounted. Um, yeah, they, they evaporate really quickly. The points on those the Panzer Grenadiers I found. Yeah. It, it, it's weird. I was, my army was smaller than I was expecting. I managed to fit 150 points in the one-figure case with lots of room to spare. So <laughs> That was with Panzer IVs. Now, I had to drop the original idea of having a platoon of Panzer IVs and a platoon of Panthers. Um, I chose to attack. They went manoeuvre. Uh, we rolled up um, counterattack. Okay. Which, again, was quite appropriate given we were doing a counterattack. Um, and this is where it all went a bit badly for me. Because I'm, I'm saying my life harder because I've actually forgot how the mission works. Oh, and all my, so we put the objectives down. We did our spearheads. I managed to get the pumas up using the roads, and then put like um, a platoon of infantry, a platoon of Panzer fours, and the forty threes up, up, up the front basically, where I expected his reserves to arrive, only to realise I was looking pointing towards the wrong quarter because the reserves actually arrived. <laughs> so, oh. so two Sherman's rolls on, and one of my and. They rolled on their road, and by doing that, my Pack 43, one of them couldn't shoot because it was basically having to shoot for his other guy. So oh. I was already down, effectively, a Pack 43. And thankfully, Nathan largely fluffed the shots. Um, it must be not fair. He actually got the hits. He's firing with 50 cows because he's doing these stabilizers because he can still come to ground. Oh, uh, so gun shielded. Yeah, so like I, mean, I made all the saves, and all he felt the firepower. 
And so next turn, I basically wiped out all but one Sherman in return volley. Oh, <laughs> well, that's the problem is if you hit with those things, they, they're going to cause a hurt. Yeah, they're going to put some hurt on something, aren't they? Yeah. We've then been, had a rubbish a ru- rubbish shootout between um, my Pack 43s and the um, one of Sherman 105s. <laughs> where we hit each other. Um, and then, and as, we, as we're doing this, these um, little Stuarts arrive and just machine gun the Pack 43s and managed to succeed where the 75s and 105s have massively failed. So. Oh, yeah, that's because they've got all the machine guns. I see. I, I really I like the late war Stuart company. It's all about Stuart. I like the middle one, yeah. So. I know you like the middle one, but in late war, they're even worse. You, was it you said to me? You bought a lot of 1941 to a 1944 fight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, it, was, it was a good game. Um, I mean, it's the first game I played since we played back in November. So I was, yeah. Do you know what you're saying about missions now? I can't even tell you what the missions are anymore. Yes, really mission. Well, I, did, I did. The problem is, because of the way it works... It's um, it's really hard. To, I was really struggling to visualise how the quarters were rela- relating to each other, because effectively Mike and Nathan were in the wrong quarters of what's shown on the on the diagram. Ah, uh, the reverse. Yeah. And I was trying to work out where my where my quarter was being, because obviously there's two options to which one you then choose, because it's adjacent, so either opposite or across. And then, that, then I was just basically by doing that, I basically flipped in my head where the um, reserves. Yeah, I've had that a couple of times. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's the first time I played ages. Eventually, I won anyway, but it was a very bloody game. And basically, the only reason I won is because my, it was my turn before theirs. So we both basically end up sitting on one of the objectives, and I just managed to claim mine before they claimed theirs. Nice. So you threw them back into the sea. Ha ha ha. Yes. Evil, evil cackle. <laughs> yeah. And the airport turned up and he disintegrated. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then you got to the sea and realised it was full of American warships. Yes, and reserves. Yeah, and then we're, <laughs> maybe this isn't the best idea. I wonder what Paris is like this time of year. I saved my flat pans and didn't get to shoot any aircraft because Mike didn't, Mike, Mike's massively gone air, off aircraft after the last two turns, but didn't arrive. So really? Yeah. Oh no, you gotta have it. You gotta have. Oh, the, I get the, my tiffies in. No, t- really? You, if you're Americans, you gotta take the thunderbolts. No more typhoons. You want thunderbolts? Thunderbolts are awesome. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a good game. Nice. If you go play again, come the bank holiday, we'll do a D-Day game or something. I think was the plan. Oh, nice. So, well, I painted three and a half thousand points of Japanese. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, hold on. This is this is his conning, isn't it? It's his con- his conning tower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's three and a half points of Japanese navy. One to six thousand scale. Yeah, so they're just like khaki blobs. Uh, well, there's no actual, you know, it, it, it's when a eighteen-inch naval gun is only sort of three or four millimeters long. Size isn't everything, any. I know, but um, the motion of yeah. the ocean, especially with naval it's, war games. This feels like a Daily Star um, article where they're complaining about new um, British naval ships having a five-inch gun. That's 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 smaller than a toothbrush was the actual um, caption I seem to recall. <laughs> smaller than a toothbrush. Yeah, I think someone actually thought the gun was literally five inches long. Which long. Is, um... oh. Was it next door to Freddy Star Eight? My hamster, though. <laughs> it was a star. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. So I've, I've painted up some um, something that wasn't on my list at all, which is awesome. Yeah, we did have a a frink a, fr- a frink a frank and brief exchange of views about that, didn't we? Yeah. Well. <laughs> I don't care because I painted something and it was fun. 
Um, unfortunately, all my other hobby time has been taken up by um, making room for my lovely wife to join me. Hooray! There's only so many times you can use that excuse, Eddie. Well, it's actually true this time. She's actually here now, so... Yes. It's very nice to meet you. Yes. It was, it was, yeah, lovely, lovely hobby chat in the garden. Freezing cold British spring. (laughs) Yes, freezing cold British rain. Um, No, that was that summer. Realise quite how much she has uh, now taken half ownership of in terms of her ability to open up a hobby store if she wanted. <laughs> if yeah, recommendations for Tacey. Anything with old artwork on that's still in box. Yeah. <laughs> this is a version one box set. It belongs in a museum. And whatever value Eddie's tells you, double it. <laughs> well no, just add a zero to it. Probably. We've already had that conversation. Well for God's sake, don't eBay this for what I've told you I paid for it. No, I mean, you know, I, she doesn't ask, so I don't tell her. Um it was more, that it was that more, sounds like a Tory sex scandal. It does, don't Took a dis- disturbing turn for the worst, though. Um, yeah. Well, it was. We had a conversation the other day where he showed. I showed her the story about the Australian um, Warhammer player who was working in a charity shop, and her mum handed in um, some. I think it was like six boxes of painted models um, from her son, who unfortunately passed away. Um, and the guy said, well, don't give these away. I'll let me sell these for you. And we raised some money. And because um, they were, you know, really nicely painted. Yeah. They raised $16,000. Six, no. 1600 1600 It was a lot of money. But either, either of those is still quite a chunk. It was, it, was a, it was a real, it was a lot of money. Um, and it was making people happy all throughout Australia, and they donated it to the charity and the son's memory, and it was a really beautiful story. Um, and then uh, Tasty was looking at the value and the number of boxes, and then she looked around at the number of boxes that she knows I've got, and for a minute, you could see the wheels going round, and then she went, oh no, it says here, these ones are really nicely painted. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Zing. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so that's the problem. You've got wholesale. Uh, yeah, volume. Volume. No, um, so in, as part of that, I've been, uh, I've got some of the new uh, Battlefront uh, miniature cases that I've just released. For, oh, okay. Yeah, Team Yankee and Flames of War. Oh, uh, yes, you did. You ordered those a while ago, didn't you? I did, yeah. So obviously, oh, with awesome. the, yeah, the suit jammed up. Yeah, jammed um, in Suez. So they're actually done by I'm trying to remember the company now. Tyrant. Tabletop Tyrant? Yes. So the tabletop yeah, they're tabletop nice. cases, but branded. Um and they're pretty good. They're pretty good, especially considering they're cheaper than the old battle foam ones. Um I mean the quality isn't quite as well, it's, it's not as good as battle foam, but then again, Battle foam at the same time is. Oh, I don't know. I've, I've foam like the... over the top. It's still quite firm foam. Firm foam. Yeah, it's little things like the. On some of the trays, the glue's a little bit squiffy. The foam isn't, you know, quite as square. There's a lot of foam jammed in the cases. A couple of the corners are a little bit crinkled. None of it. It's weird. It's one of those things where none of it impacts the actual usability of the case. Right. 
It's just when you look at it, it doesn't look as pristine and proper as the battle foam ones. So yeah, it's it's a of it, yeah. It, yeah, it's a bit weird. And yeah, some of the, 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 the way the zips work and some of the, the, the measurements there isn't quite exactly in it. Um, but interestingly enough, um, you get the same, well, at least mine came, you get the same filling for both the Team Yankee and the Flames of War one. In terms of the trays you get? Yeah. Which means that you get bases for artillery guns in the Team Yankee set. Oh, get a massive bunch of foam that's big enough to fit like ten Tiger twos in in the Flames of War one. Um, so it's so good to be got both, so you can mix them up. Then that's, that's what exactly I just swapped them over, um, yeah. and then I've started that's to put. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, it was a little bit like oh, okay. I think I think tabletop tyrant. Are UK based? I think they are as well. I think that I think I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, so, oh yeah but they hmm. are. They um, they got a store on the scene. So I think it's a standard size, the actual case. So does that mean you could potentially switch trays in and out, and then just <laughs> like stack trays? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right. Um, but yeah, no, they're nice. They're nice cases. They look great. The actual the finish, especially the uh, the. the Team Yankee one, the World War Three one. And if you go on holiday, can you like fit shoes and, and pants in there too, or is that no? It's it's right. jam packed full of foam. Right. What um, the, the, your pants or the the case? Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fine. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So you'd need a separate bag if you were taking them like abroad or anything. If you're flying or what have you. I. So here's the problem. The the actual case isn't hard, hard-sided like the Battlefront foam ones. Oh, like the the ones they got, which are like the flight cases. Yeah. So okay. These cases are perfect for sort of storage and taking to your local games club in your car. Not a problem. But anything, they're not quite as rigid. I'd be a little bit hesitant if they if I knew they were going to get squished at all. So hand luggage. Um, yeah. Do you fit them in hand luggage allowance or are they too big? I don't think they fit in the overhead bunk- bins. Cause they're the overhead bunkers. <laughs> overhead bunkers, yeah. The bunkers in the bins. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Yeah. But no, they're, 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 for what they are, they're great, I think. So you got a thumbs up? Yeah. One, I mean, one thumbs up, not two. There's there's a huge number of um, what you can actually fit in them. They they fill. There's a lot of a lot of layers. There's a lot of models going to go into one of those bags. Hmm. Um, which is good. I think I might actually be able to get the whole army, or at least two whole armies, in there, and then have the options rather than. Do just... do they have the pluck and pick stuff in them at all? So for like aeroplanes. No. Right. Um, it's all foam. That's not necessarily a downside because I, I hate pluck and pick. Sometimes yeah, I hate pluck it just... and pick too. But you do have to remove the fo- so it's all cut pre-cut foam, but you have to pull the foam from yeah. The, uh, like the old stuff. figures in comfort um, trays were like. Yeah, but you can then save them and you can use them yeah. for other stuff. Yeah, I've got a massive bag of um, foam now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is great. I've got loads of stuff, which actually came in handy because the artillery piece. Um, oh, yes, the slots were. Slot. The barrel length isn't quite. It's long enough for Flak 88, but it's not long enough for the um, the Pack 43. It's just showing off now. So. Uh, well, yeah, but then if you get a little bit of foam and stick it underneath that you put the Pack 43 at an angle, 
then it actually all fits because it then it's not it, I could push it in there but it'd be putting pressure on the end of the plastic barrel and I think over if you left it in there for like a couple of months it would actually bend the barrel but if you do it at the angle by propping up one end then it actually fits nicely so and the, those trays are really deep for some reason and they're all the same depth there um, we go top tips that's really well top tips there you go yeah. change the angle of dangle um, yep. speaking of top tips uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Piers Brand on Facebook because he has just started War Games Painting with Piers. He is the guy who does the Kildare paint stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, Kildare Paint Studios, yeah. Yes. So he does all the stuff for Battle Group and um, works close with Warwick. And rather than do more painting guides, he's actually started a semi-Patreon type thing. So he has a private group on Facebook that if you apply for, he'll tell you how to send him some money. Um and basically does an annual membership at the moment until July is £10 for a year. All right. For, yeah, for 12 months. And he's going to go up to £15 for 12 months. Um, he used to sell the painting guides for between 3 to £5 each. So you're going to get your monies back in terms of the content that he's put up there. And it is very, very inspiring. Mainly 20 mil because he's a 20 mil junkie. Um but obviously the colour schemes will work for fifteen. Oh, nice. uh, and it's yeah, I've 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 joined and it is very much a case of oh that looks really good. Do you really do you mean you've joined or Tacey's joined? Well Tacey Tacey asked me to join because she wanted me to increase the value of my uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh I see it's an investment. Stop devaluing these by opening them. No. Um so <laughs> I said Piers and yeah, I said I'd give a shout out. Uh because well, that's cool. Yeah a really good little group um, oh actually I've got to give a shout out as well to We Warrior Studios alright uh, because the I ordered some stuff from um, from them in, and it came over from Spain um, during the whole um, awkward period around Christmas this year wink wink nudge nudge and it went AWOL in the postal service and uh, okay. they yeah, they they kindly just replaced it. Oh wow! So, yeah, so um, it was just a few bits from our modern Soviets that actually worked out not that much more expensive than just buying the bloody boxes, is to get them yeah done and built and, built and painted and popped over. So but I thought that was that was really good of them. They didn't have to do that, and yeah, that's nice. Thank you, Dave. You're my Woo-hoo. savior. Um, as terms of my backlog, then what it has made oh, yes. is that I have been slowly not doing uh, anything, yeah. no digging out the project. So I now <laughs> know where all the stuff is. <laughs> slowly prevaricating around the bush. Well, it's weird because like things like my Forshmiega ended up in about three different boxes, and they're now all back together. I found the gliders, I found the unbuilt gliders, or unpainted gliders. It's got to put them all together. So it's all been about actually getting my hobby stash usable as opposed to just a massive collection of regret. Are you hearing anything, Lee? <laughs> it's just white noise. Some excuses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just sounds like a barrage um, of excuses. Yeah, I did do some building on my Delgon, though, for that aerial fantasy game. So. Are they your um, the, the dozers for Fraggle Rock? They are, yeah. Fraggle Rock. Yes, yeah, awesome models. Really good. Um, so, yeah. Oh, it's a uh, spin again. Are you spinning again? 
Well, I, I, I don't think I'm going to give myself a break until I actually catch up. Okay, I, I heartily agree with this, this misogynistic... I, um, well, I, you just weren't going to let me stop anyway, so... No, I know, but I, I enjoy berating you in the, you know, in the meantime, so you, you <laughs> could at least put up some kind of resistance. You well, don't yeah, have to just capitulate. That's my revenge, <laughs> is my, your enjoyment of it. Oh, I'll have to find out some other way to, to badger you. <laughs> this, this feels like there's got some vague S&M things going on here. I'm actually getting quite disturbed by this. <laughs> I, wonder what that was going, I wonder what that next word was going to be. I'm, I'm getting get, very... Get <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Completely different section of GCHQ. Yep. Right. Oh, yeah, probably not on that list. Ooh. Oh, God. Games Workshop Specialist Games. Oh, my Lord. Followed the Games Workshop uh, release announcements where Warhammer Festive. Yeah, they did that quite well, I think. They had some amazing models coming. I want a plastic Thunderhawks. Aeronautica. Aeronautica is still alive. I'm actually justified. I uh, paid on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Might actually play some games for that then. Yeah, we should do, yeah. All right. GW Specialist Games. Clack, 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 clack. I kid you not, Aeronautica Imperial. Fix shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans, definitely. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> How many counts of voter fraud? It's it's there. It's a thing. Oh, that's really cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah, but which which one? What the Imperialis? Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, Imperials. Oh, they, okay. Imperialis, Imperialis. Yes, I just misread it. It's Aeronautica Imperials. That sounds like a chance of like butterfly or something, Imperialis, Imperialis. Imperialis, Imperialis. Mm. Don't explode when as soon as an orc looks at it. Yep. Thunder, 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 bolt. What you got for the Imperials then? Uh, I have got some lightnings, some thunderbolts, uh, marauder destroyers, some marauders, and... Grot Mega Bomber. I didn't get the Mega Bomber in the end. I thought you did. No, I was going to. Are you sure you didn't get it forgotten? Because I'm pretty sure I thought you were going to. Yeah, I'm fairly sure you have that model, Eddie. I was going to, but then I realised that I'd have to put it up on my Forge World shelf of pain, which already has a full-size 40k Thunderbolt and Lightning sitting there. Oh, my God. And at that point, I was like, this is getting a bit ridiculous. Yeah, for God's sake, don't let Tasty uh, look at the Forge World site. Jeez. Oh, no. Yeah. Be fair, I was looking at um, Mike's um, Thunderbolt because he's got, he's, got, he, he's got his painted um, just for about in. Yeah, right. um, You're not supposed uh, to do that. It's supposed to sit in the bag and just accrue value over years. It looks pretty good. Oh, yours is still in the bag? Yeah. Wait, when you say lightning, you mean the original lightning with that weird yes. spotlight thing going on? No, it's not the original. Oh, come on. New one. Really? Well, I panicked because when I, I, I had a, a, a chunk of cash come in, and I was arming and arming about which one to get. And then um, I got someone tipped me off. And they said that it would be going away. So I thought it would be disappearing off the. Um, oh, last on the buy kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But what it actually was, was it was the, it was going into the four drug compendium. So I bought both thinking that one of them would go up in value massively when it disappeared. Oh, off no. the and uh, what happened? Uh, it didn't, and now I've got both, and I'm actually quite happy. But I, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lee, have you got like a pyramid scheme or something that we can? 
It's no, no, no. It's definitely not a pyramid. It's a dodecahedron. Dodecahedron, awesome. A dodecahedron scheme. Yeah. Was the person who told you this working for Forge World? Was this the guy in the games workshop telling you? So this? I've got one sitting around here. I was in sales. What? Oh, 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 hi, Eddie. How you doing? Long time they speak. <laughs> yeah. Did you what? like those three samples I sent you? Yeah. Well, I've got the new models in now. Oh, Eddie. Forge World hobbycrack man. <laughs> oh, Eddie. Dear, oh dear. Yeah, they saw you coming. They yeah. saw you coming. Actually, you probably saw, do you know what? Mm, share options. Yeah, oh, I wish. <laughs> if you did that when I was there, I'd be a rich man right now. No, you wouldn't. You're a liar. You just have more more uh, stuff in the garage. Yeah, it's not a 50% discount. It's by what <laughs> <I think. laughs> Yeah. I'll go back to the, you went there in the, the bad old days where it was weight, were you? Oh, no, I missed. I really missed that. <laughs> Seventeen I, pounds I, there of lead. Manager, there was an area manager who bought an entire Space Marine company at weight discount, and he phoned up. He phoned up the the man order trial. And he said, "Oh, you know, I'll have, have yeah, have a hundred of these, a hundred of those, a hundred of these brews." And he bought an entire, you know, one hundred Space Marines uh, using the weight discount on the sprues on plastic uh, sprues. Yes, because it was it was weight discount of plastic sprues as well. Wow, that doesn't yeah. feel quite right somehow. But no, it was ridiculous. But he did that just before the weight discount went away, um, and he wasn't he wasn't the nicest area manager. So I think the guy did it on purpose. Uh, but it was most irate because when the order arrived after weight discount had been suspended, um, he had a hundred of everything apart from arms. Oh. And he needed to order the arms sprue separate, so we had a hundred Space Marines with no arms. That's fine. <laughs> that's 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 the correct way they should be deployed, anyway. What made me armless? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So minimal painting, none of it flames, but I am keying up for some <laughs> battlefront gaming. That could be like your little caption at the bottom. Minimal painting. <laughs> Minimal painting, none of it flames. Oh, Eddie. And you've got Matilda's and everything to do. And yes. Fulshamiga. I've lost track of the list at this point. Well, I've just I'm added... Sure. So the, the backlist as it currently stands, and the, the, the list called Batlog, early war British tanks, early war Fulshamiga, mid-war East Front Panzergrenadiers, bolt action Fulshamiga, an aerial Delgon, 6mm Polish Team Yankee, 6mm Mid-War British Desert, which I actually found as part of my cleaning yesterday, and um, Aeronautica Imperials. Eddie, do we need a Wheel of Focus for the contents of the Wheel of Focus? Uh, we might have to at this point. <laughs> well, no, cause it's just gonna be, we've said this before, it's going to be one thing, isn't it? It's going to be, oh yeah, I painted my 6mm uh, Polish, yeah, here's yeah. one T-55. There's one, T, one, one T-70 done. Yeah. And then your your counter argument will be, and I confidently predict it. Well, that's something. It's better than nothing. Yep. Progress is progress, my friend. You can't stop in the way, stand in the way of progress either. Nope. Exactly. Don't stop believing. Oh no! Don't get that stuck in my head. <laughs> anyway, what is next on the? List? I don't know. I'm just. I'm you still you baffled you by six millimeter Polish. <laughs> You and Use Army is up next. Oh, it is. Yeah. Ooh. So oh, this was originally um, from last episode's um, Officer Answers, where Christopher Sanders 
uh, asked us the best option to build a World War II German Lear list, Lear, Lear, list for version 4. So this, oh, is this is Panzer Lear, which is um, the guys who are basically there to test out all the new crazy theories and so they're like lavishly equipped by um, the teacher the teacher company wasn't yeah it? yeah the instructor yeah and so they had um, a demonstration basically a demonstration you know, they demonstrate all these things out to the generals and generals were then they out from there but, but they were combat units so they were demonstrating them by shooting yeah. stuff yeah so they have a few things that are unique to them compared to a new no, um a normal pass division the first is that they didn't have in the Panzer, in the Panzer Grenadier um, regiments. They didn't have a truck one. I think they're both they're both half track mounted. Yep. Um, and in those platoons, rather than having well, in addition to having the Panzerfaust teams in the HQ, each squad had its own two man um, Panzerschreck team as well. Yes, it, it was did. dripping dripping with anti tank. Yeah, which yeah. is not easy. Yeah, which is what you can kind of do with a new um, setup as it is. So and they also had their own uniform. Yes, oh, they did. Yeah. yeah, they were the the tunics were the same as the Stug crews rather than yeah, um, had a, had a crew tunic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, other than that, they were pretty. They were pretty much the same. as second Panzer, so they had your um, you know a Panzer fours and Panthers, um, backed up by Jag Panthers in the tank under. Tank hunting unit. They had um, flak Panzer 38s for air support, anti-air support, and they had Pumas and the um, 250, the 250 um, turreted half-track the recce thing in their recce unit. So, in the kind of here, were they like on par with like something like Gross Deutschland in terms of like seniority and and um, fighting capability? I think they're like I said, they're generally considered one of the most lavishly equipped units in the yeah. um, I'm not sure where they were considered in terms of fighting ability, but certainly in terms of equipment. The equipment. Yeah, okay. they were. Hmm. Interesting. I mean certainly them and Second Panzer bear a lot of the brunt of the early fighting um against the British to start off with. Um like um they they were involved in um Phyllis Bocage versus yeah. um Desert Rats. And then they get get moved over to face off against Americans in the prelude to Operation Cobra, and they get absolutely hammered. Yeah, and then there's nothing left. And they get reformed, but the reformed Panzer is basically a shadow. It's, it's, no, it's, it's equipped only the same as any other 1945 um, unit at that point. So no diesel or anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuel option. Yeah. Yeah. Fuel option. my very first Flames of War army. I thought you were fortunate making your first Flames of War. They were the first ones I actually finished. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I, I got into Flames of War at the end of version 2, start of version 3. Um, so I got the Villers Bocage book from um, Hobbycraft, when Hobbycraft sold it. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got them and some Metal Resin, uh, Panzer, Grenadier Platoon. And to, you know, and started to kind of pick at the old, really badly written army list layout, which was really confusing about, you know, coming over from Games Workshop into this new historical wargaming thing, getting really confused about all these different names and terms and support platoons and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've still, still got that book on my shelf, still pride of place. Um, so, which is why it's funny when you guys are like, oh, we're doing a Panzerleer 
you know, you and who's army. And I was like, well, I've actually already done one because it's over here. Remade my original list, but for version four. When you say remade, you mean you just bought all new models, Ian? Oh no, no, it's the same models. Okay. I mean, I, I meant I used the D-Day book to make the list. Okay, with you. Sorry, I thought gee, had a moment there. Yeah, no, I've. Um, uh, the only thing that I've bought for this that I wasn't isn't original is the Pumas. Because they're those lovely new plastics and the wasps. Right. How many of the hundred pumas that were ever manufactured went to the Panzalea then? They so like second Panzer, they had one company of pumas and one company of two fifty um, slash nines. So a, co- a company had what three platoons, each with six. So I think there's um, about twenty. So they get about twenty twenty pumas basically. Yeah, I dislike you both for picking this because I've had to put pumas in a list. You have to. You could have gone with the 259s. Or I know, but you told me they were iconic. And they I are iconic. They are iconic. Once I actually get to use them, that's why they're iconic. You're a hobby hipster. You should be shirking the iconic. I know. Yeah. I know. And then I, I had four points left over. I don't know what to tell you. I should have gone for the remote control Goliath. Not Goliath. Oh, the, the bombs. bombs. Yeah. Anyway, who, who wants to go first? I want to go first. You go first. As soon as you actually have the army, whereas I'm just uh, more a second Panzer guy, you go first. So, Armoured Panzer Grenadier Company out of D Day, Germany. Um, so, Armoured Panzer Grenadier Company HQ has two MP40 SMG teams. Have to equip them with Panzerfausts because you have to. It's the Lear. They've got Panzerfaust coming out of their ears. It's Lear. Uh, a platoon of armoured Panzer Grenadiers. So that's seven MG42 teams with four half tracks, all with Panzerfaust anti tanks, um, which obviously limited one. They are. Um, I've added one extra Panzer Shrek anti tank team because that is the old school what you've got. Um, and I've replaced the command uh, 251 half-track MG with a 3.7 centimetre gun because it's free and that's also pretty cool and that's what they did. Yeah, I was something to look about this. Is there any reason you would not upgrade it to a 37? Because you don't have the models. Only reason I could think of why yeah, you would Yeah, okay. Yeah. That, was, that was kind of our broad conclusion was, well, yeah, you just do it, don't you? Oh, uh, that, the 3.7 centimetre was hilarious because the amount of people... I've saw models where the it has a massive shield at the back of the breach mm-hmm. to protect the gunner from standing behind the breach block <laughs> when it fires. Oh my god! So the actual, you got the gun. You got the you know you know the back of the breach of the gun at the back. On the left hand side, you have got this big flat metal stamped sheet to stop you from getting behind it and then firing it and then basically killing yourself with the recoil as it comes shooting backwards. But in the metal model, it looks exactly like a uh, a flash tag, like a moulding tag. Oh, okay. So you clip so it loads off. of people just <laughs> cut it straight off, not realising it is actually part of the model. <laughs> what? what? So, um, yeah. Don't do that if you've got those. Um, and then the second platoon is exactly the same as the first. So seven MG42 stands, uh, four half-tracks with Panzerfaust, an extra Panzerfaust team, and upgraded command HQ. 
uh, half track. The yeah. uh, the company HQ is a half track as well, by the way. So that's a lot of half tracks, which is great because that's a lot of points already. Because those were <laughs> sixteen points each. Well, they just hoover it up. Yep. Um, I've then got two. So information. I've got two fifteen centimeter grills. The little close support howitzers on the Panzer II chassis because they are awesome models. Yeah. And so much fun for direct firing at people if you can actually get them in position. Um, <laughs> Many ifs. Are they quite expensive? Aren't they like eight points? They, they're eight points. <coughs> yes. But they do have amazing direct fire for digging things out that are dug in. And I just love the models. And I, I bought one when I was first starting the army. So then I finally bought the second one. And I finally actually built them and uh, probably dropped it on the floor and chipped the back of it and had to rebuild oh. it after about 10 years of it being in a safe in a blister pack. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, Lord. Uh, then Did I you have... Did you have a miss mold or something? No. Well, the blister packs, you're fine because you actually see what you're getting. <laughs> uh, then I've got four two-centimeter SDKZF 10-4s, which is a anti-aircraft. So four AA half tracks. Good um, lord, okay. Because that's what was in the original list. So I've got them. That's fair enough. Going, going into this, I know. Uh, in support, the reason, well, the, the, the thematic reason I got those is because in support, I've got three tigers. <laughs> I see where some of these points have gone. Right. That's thirty six. Yeah, thirty six points of tigers, and then you know the AAs to protect the tigers from air. Uh, Two pumas for a bit of scouty scoutiness, and then three wesps for some ten point five centimeter. Good lord! Armored half trap goodness, and that is exactly one hundred points. One million points. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. That's a spicy meatball. Yeah, those That's tigers are going to be spicy. awkward. I mean, the other thing about the the leer I was looking at the the list is with the, the extra pa- uh, Panzer tricks and stuff is they're actually quite autonomous, aren't they? You, you yes. can leave that that unit to fend for itself a little bit more. Yeah, they, they're, they're all singing, all dancing. They can do pretty much anything you ask them to do, bar you know high armor. Yeah, which is what you need um, Yeah, it, they, they're quite good. I guess uh, I guess against repelling the assault as well with anything that's got um, just that many machine guns. Yeah, they're all MG teams, aren't they? The, mm-hmm. the half tracks are. Yeah. Yeah, chunky. We've got the option of mounted assault if you need it. Yeah, that's tricky. I always find that tricky to pull off, but yeah, you, it's, you have it. It's very situational, but when, it, when you can put it off, it can be quite good. So, yeah, I look forward to get my resin half tracks on the board. Oh my god, resin half tracks. <laughs> oh Eddie what have you done old school like old school mate <laughs> yeah oh, that, I suppose yeah the, the, those t- uh, if those hit, uh, Tigers are here they will have sucked up quite a lot of points won't they yeah they're 36 points for three yeah that's a good old chunk yeah I suppose you don't have too many options after that once you pay for the hands of Grenadiers and the Tigers it's, yeah. it's a large chunk of points gone isn't it yeah that's kind of why I think I went for the AA, just to give me four annoying... Yeah, little run-arounds. Run-around machine gun type things. 
No, I get you. I get you. What did you go for? Interesting. Me? Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. So I went for, actually, it's probably similar to you, because, again, I had a look around on there, um, order a battle and things like that, just to see what I could find. Um, and so I I went for, again, the Panzer Grenadiers. Um, uh-huh. So, again, mounted HQ and then two full-strength Panzer Shrek up, Panzer Fausted up, um, Panzer Grenadier platoons. Yep. So I think that's probably quite standard, it feels like, you know, in some ways. Like, you know, that's kind of what what you would expect. Um, and then I decided to focus more on the actually having an integral platoon, if that makes sense. So I did look at, I had a couple of goes at this, and I looked at things like Panthers in support or um, what else? There were Tigers. I looked at Tigers as well. Yeah. But in the end, I went for um, trying to focus on the Panzer Grenadiers. So I chose uh, the eight centimeter mortars. So the two fifty one uh, slash two, I think it is, with the yeah, eight centimeter mortars in the back. Four of those is six points. That's a bargain, as far as I'm concerned. So I, I had the full the full whack of them. Um, and then I thought, well, let's let's carry on this this half tracky theme. So I went for. Mm-hmm. Um, the 251, and I don't know what the designation is, actually, I should know that, but I can't think of it off the top of my head, but with the 75 in it, the short 75s. Yeah, the support gun version, yeah. Yeah, because, again, I think they're, they're really quite reasonable. Um, for six of those, it's nine points, and that gives you okay. 12 89 shots. Now, I know 89 is looking a little um, tired by late war, but that's still, you know, people have got to pay attention to that unit for their flanks, especially. If they've got Shermans or anything medium armor, yeah. So I th- I've included those, and I thought, well, that's another little chunky one. And then I went, I went a bit potato uh, at this point, and decided that actually what this needed was more half tracks, and so I went for a full blob <laughs> of uh, six, six flamethrower half tracks as well. So if you like your half, tra- you do like your underarm and flamethrowers. I'll give you that. Well, I just thought, do you know what? This that's quite scary. Six of those. Um, you can blitz quite easily, so you've got effectively a range of, you know, um, eight with those flamethrowers. They've got five shots each. You know, that's going to upset someone. Someone's, someone's day is going to get ruined uh, when they're infantry or gun teams by uh, <laughs> that many flamethrower shots. And I, I guess, you know, I thought, well, 12 points, they're only two points each again. So, you know, there's a bit of wiggle in there in terms of if you take some casualties, they're still operational and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I, I focused on that. So that's quite a chunk of points in, in the actual Panzer Grenadier formation, which I don't think is a terrible thing, but um, it is. And then I looked and actually, um, historically, I believe they had Jagdpanzer 4s. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I went for, um, in support, three Jagdpanzer 4s. Um, and then in I then included, and this is where I had to have a little uh, stern word with myself, um, because I included a Puma company. Because I had 10 points left. So I could use the Puma support card to get a second formation in uh, for 10 points exactly, which was a command Puma for two points and then two platoons of two for a further two, four points each. So, um, yeah, everything <laughs> it just gives you uh, a lot of scouty, scouty and more 89. I mean, this, this list will struggle against, you know, um, heavy, heavy armor. But then if you're playing historically, you shouldn't have heavy, heavy armor against them. Apart from Churchill's, yeah. Apart from Churchill's, at which point you just go, oh, well, 
Um, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, I'm just thinking that, you know, Cobra-esque, you know, around there, if you've got yeah. Shermans and, and Stuarts and things like that, and other armoured infantry, it'll give them a, a run for their money. But yeah, anything that's higher than 80, or front armour 9 is going to upset you. I mean, it's most um, historical force Gibby against Cromwells and Shermans, you're right. So. Oh, sorry, I also missed that. I oh, sorry, I missed that. A platoon of pack 40s. So three pack 40s are also in formation. Oh, that helps. Yeah. yeah, so that helps. Um a little bit. I, I always think that the three um, Pack Forty platoon is a lovely ambush unit because mm-hmm. the footprint I think is is small enough on three of them to actually fit in most places. Whereas four, I think you start struggling with the big base. Um, and yeah, that that will help with the well, some any tank. But yeah, I think you're always you're going to be struggling against anything that's significant. And God forbid you take this to a tournament or something like that, and you come up against the Soviet IS tanks and or anything like that, you're just gonna you know, have a have a sad time. At that point it might just be an early trip to the uh to the refreshment counter. <laughs> Get the beers that, in. Yeah. But that was it. I thought it, that was quite interesting though. I thought they, again, look at the Panzerinas, they they can kind of do most most things because they've got that extra anti tank capability. And the 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 um half tracks will deter most people from uh, assaulting them with infantry. So yeah, I think they're 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 an interesting one, but they they do hoover up points. It's just amazing because you think we so it's it goes back to the it's only X. Well, it's only it's only nine points for these. Okay, it's only twelve points for those, and then that's seventy points or eighty points gone without thinking about yeah. it too much. Yeah, by the time we put those Panzer those Panzer teams in, it, it really the points go very quickly. Yeah, was, each of those is two points each, I think. Uh, they. Are they two points? The Panzerfaust definitely two points. Yeah, the Shreks are two points each. Yeah, so you're putting three of those in. That's next. You, know, you put an extra six points in each platoon. Yeah, it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. You go from um, what are they twenty points each then? Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch indeed. What did you go for, Lee? So. Knowing, I didn't know what um, Eddie was doing at the time, but knowing you had gone with the old um, Panzer Grenadiers, I thought I'd go more for the armoured component of Panzerlia. And I went for my old favourite for Normandy, which is the Panzer IV, as we were discussing earlier. Nice. So yeah. I, I, I like Panzer IV in this period, because it's still, Antitech 11 was still just about to deal with Churchill, and it's perfect against Shermans and Cromwells. So. Yeah, and it's reasonably yeah. cheap. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, a, a platoon of four of them is 22 points, so... So I went with a Panzer company. I went with, obviously, you have to have a HQ2, um, a platoon of four, platoon of three, and then I bought um, for two little um, two semi anti-aircraft guns, upgrade them to armour to stand in for Panzer, the Panzer 38 flat Panzers. Yep. That they were equipped with. So in freeze in version three, you can only have two or four, so I went with two. <laughs> um, then I've got quite a lot of support. So I've got um, two Pumas, as we were saying, they're fairly iconic for the, for the division. Um, three Wesps and an OP. I then went with an armor grade Panzer Grenadier platoon, fully equipped with Panzerfaust and the three Panzer Shreks, plus the 3.7 HQ guns we discussed. Which, like I say, it's a 20-point platoon then. Um, throwing, then throwing the card for the half-tracks, that left me... Um, well, I think 13 points left. So what I went with, 
Another thing about um, Panzer is they, their anti-aircraft units filled in platoons of four 88s rather than two 88s. Okay. So I put in, yeah, I put in four 88s for 12 points and used the last point for lucky just to piss Duncan off. Oh, God, I want... <laughs> but you've not found anything more useful than... Be fair, I tried. I almost went with the card that lets you re- make force the opponent and re-roll the reserves, but then I'd have to give, give up something to get the, it's two points, not one point. Oh, you, uh, actually, I was quite surprised there was no card. There was no card for Leah. And I looked in Bagration no, as well. Yeah. There's no card for Leah either. There's a card for, there's a card for um, second, but it only applies to their ideas, and that's a nice yes. hat. It was, so even, even second don't do terribly well on the card front. No, I just I was just surprised. I, I, it's not a criticism because I, they might not have had anything. You know, the uniqueness might be the extra Panzer tricks. Yeah, I think. So, I, think yeah. I think the I think the Panzer idea is very much formed around Lear because it has, like you say, the extra Panzer tricks in. Yeah. Yeah. So you can actually field it as Lear by having the full complement. You know, full complement. Yeah, which is a nice touch. You don't yeah. have to, but you can. I presume you can do it as as if you wanted to represent Lear like a battle worn Lear. You could reduce the number of tricks as well. I, yeah, I, I, presu- yeah I presume they would, they would have you know, ebbed and flowed as they had equipment and launchers got lost and that kind of thing. Yeah, and ammunition. It'd be fair to say at full strength, yes, there was one per squad, but at under strength, yeah, all bets are off. But um, yeah, so the idea, idea of the force would be to go attack, but if I had to have um, a half-off situation, it's basically almost all the Panzer IVs go in, go in to reserve, I have to just oh, get away nice. with the half the half tracks and um, 88s basically holding the line. The pupils would be the hold, hold the line till the tanks arrive. Yeah. That's quite I, nice it, though, thematically. It, it is nice thematically, but you know, it's a free, when you're, you're looking at a free dice reserve, you're trying to get which is hot, you know, far from ideal in terms of gameplay. But um, I don't I don't know sometimes if that's that's too too much is made over the one drop reserve. I don't I know. Think it's optimal. Isn't to say it, you, know, you can't be done by not having it. That's for sure. Hmm. Uh, I, I really want to have a you know, Panthers in, but um, that just used the points up too quickly. Yeah. yeah, here Panthers as well. I looked at those and they're they're very they're eye-wateringly expensive. Well, it's, I think it's forty-four points for um, four of them to be the yeah. one drop reserve, and it's, with, a, with a twenty-point infantry platoon, it's like. <laughs> I'd really use up quite a lot of my points. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is getting tight. Very tight, very quickly. I would have done, but they weren't in my original list. Oh, Eddie. I had my tigers. Unswerving uh, devotion at that point. That is, yeah, just just the nostalgia bend. Pardon? It's, it was a shame that you couldn't take a king tiger, though. Ye- well, yeah. I wonder if that will get fixed. Well, I most certainly it would be, be a formation choice for the. Um, presumably, there'll be some sort of King Tiger unit. Yeah, now, whether you can take one, this is no question. One. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you used to be able to take one King Tiger, one Porsche turreted King Tiger with unreliable, yeah. where it had to move, you had to roll a dice every time it moved on a roll of a one. It um, broke down and couldn't move the rest of the game. Although I did read a bit about this. Apparently, there was five King. Yeah, five Tiger five, Twos yeah. and three Tiger Ones, and there is no evidence to suggest that any of them made it to Normandy um, operationally. I think the Tiger Ones did, didn't they? No, apparently not. Yeah, I was surprised. What? Well, yep. the Panzer Lear Tiger Ones. Yep. Yeah, no, it's um, Whitman's bunch, wasn't it? 
at Deliver Cards, but like I say, I, thought, I, I always thought the Tigers in the demolition thing did did get there, but obviously, yeah, maybe wrong. Uh, apparently, that's I was just doing a bit of reading around because I was originally thinking of, uh, yeah, historically having, like I said, um, Tigers in there, and I, I couldn't find any evidence to suggest that. Well, it seems that lots of anecdotal evidence that they might have been, but no one seems to have any combat um, records for it. Yeah, certainly, like I said, the five, the five, yeah, King Tigers in the process of being sent back because they were, you know, they were yeah, they broke down. Like, it's too unreliable to be used. Broke down all over the place. Sent them back. That's got that's that must be really dispiriting. Here are these brand new wonder weapons. Yay! Can we move them? Uh, please don't. <laughs> Here is one of the weapons. Caveat, we might have got slave labour to build them, and the slaves weren't particularly happy about that situation. Yeah. <laughs> I play my 500-kilometre yeah. road card. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, my, um, my uh, Air Force interdiction card. What's that you got across a bridge? Oh, that bridge doesn't exist anymore. Oh, what a no shame. No more bridge for you. No more bridge for you. Literally a bridge too far, because it doesn't exist. <laughs> Should we look at an officer answers then? Yeah. Cool. So, um, from our Patreon, uh, Battle Razor asks, we generally know what to do when a game goes great, i.e. hit the tank with the anti-tanks, pin with artillery before assaulting, assaulting, etc., etc. What is less discussed is what to do when a game doesn't go right, e.g. your anti-tank stuff gets knocked out on turn one, I have to range in three times, etc., etc. <sighs> yeah. I, I guess it depends for me. It depends where the game, what, what's the context of the game. Like, so if it's a tournament, then you have to kind of go, right, well, I'm going to mitigate my loss of points, so I'm not going to lose platoons. Right. Well, I'm going to make sure the enemy loses theirs would be more correct than that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try and extract as much as I can from the enemy to, to Sorry, get as yes. few points as possible. Yeah. Wrong way around. You are quite right. Yeah. In that case, I'm going to make him pay for his victory as much as I can. Yeah. Um, if it's a friend, if, it, if it's not in a, a tournament setting, in which case I then go for the most extreme, long shot, oddball, how can I win this game still sort of set up. No, never. Because all that black. leads to the best. That yeah, exactly. Yeah, all in on this one round of assault. Because by doing that, however improbable it is, if it does actually happen, it still makes it a memorable game. Even though, you know, you've already had your game shut down. Essentially. Um, have you ever had that where you've actually genuinely thought, "I can't do anything"? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. Had, I've had it before where like uh, I was facing a tank force and my only anti-tank literally got whacked by a lucky bombardment in the first turn. Which is many kind of, I messed up and put them too close together, so yeah. Yeah, there's always a reason for it to happen which makes it worse because you know it's your fault. <laughs> okay. What about you, Dunk? Anything? Um, I, I mean, there's always things like, you know, have a backup plan, but that's easier said than done. Um, I think sometimes not panicking is the best thing to do. Yeah. As in, t give yourself a chance to take stock and, you know, 
that can be off-putting to your opponent as well. Doing nothing in your turn doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing nothing. You know, just staying alive and staying in the game is, is sometimes, you know, especially if the opponent think, your opponent thinks they're on the front foot. Um, doesn't, you know, avoiding... Was it Skip told, once told me you can't win the game in turn one, but you can lose it? Yeah. So actually just, you know, hang in there and, and then work out what you need to do next. And like you say, if it is a tournament game, how are you going to get points? You know, if you don't think you can, you can win now, how are you going to make it a 6-3 rather than a 9-1 or whatever yeah. it is in the new system? Yeah. Focus your fire on that one platoon. Don't spread it out to all the platoons kind of thing. Yeah. And hunt, down, just... hunt down that recce unit, all that kind of, yeah, all those kind of little things, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to persecute you to within an inch of your life. Well, I think the worst the worst result I ever had, we worked out I destroyed over 50% of my opponent's army, but equally amongst all platoons. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. want to do that. It was like, no. oh, yeah, okay. yeah, I'd killed, oh, oh, God. Like, yeah, it was literally 50 points, 50 points, and it was down to a 7-1 drubbing. Yeah, that's, a, that's not a good position to find yourself in. Yeah. Sad panda. <laughs> it, the other thing is, you, sometimes it, you can get rattled by that as well. You know, if, like I said, if your um, your only anti tank gets blown up in turn one, that can completely throw you. Mm. Um, so, I, I guess you have to remember as well. This is a dice game. Bad things happen, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, don't let it throw you completely. Yeah, and 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 a lot of it comes down to the, the the mentality of that point as to whether or not you kind of let it become oh this game's all gone wrong mm-hmm. because that can blind you to some of the good stuff that could be happening. You know, the amount of times that I've had a a real drubbing but got into an uphill battle but then actually made progress and it makes the the, the end that much sweeter. Even you know, you claw your way back to victory rather than and, it, and it's more of a fun game as well rather than it just being you turn up and. You know, I don't know if you've had games where you just whitewash the other guy, but that is no funny as well because that's just oh okay, you put all your tanks together in a little square, and my um, HS one two nine came in and destroyed seven Shermans in a single turn. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. All right, rack him up again. Let's go. <laughs> well, that's uh, always an option, isn't it? That is an option if it's yeah. a friendly game. Just going that. Rack it up again and learn. Make sure you pay attention to what didn't go right and why and what could you have done about it. Because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, it's because you've messed up deployment and or not read the board correctly. Uh, yeah, or well, I have had it sometimes as well where people have gone, oh, that's it, and just thrown the towel in. It's gone, oh, I can't win now. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah, no, do that. Um, always, always go down swinging. I think that's what you got. Well, it's a dice game. It is a dice game. It's, sometimes it is about, you know, it is about luck, but actually it's not all about luck. And you I've, had, I've had a couple of games where I've, I've had a couple of games where I've done that to someone and they've gone, oh no, that's it. You know, you've destroyed my tiger. And you're like, well, don't, don't give up yet. And you kind of, you know, give them a pep talk to say that you've got this option, you've got this option. And they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, I have still got a Panzer four platoons. And then whenever I do that, the next turn, the thing that gives them hope, I then destroy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, take it off. Take it off. 
<laughs> and then you kind of go, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but you left it out in the open. I had to kill it. <laughs> yeah, me, me going through it with you points out to me that actually I need to kill that also. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sorry, it wasn't for your benefit. I was just trying to work out what I need to deal with Nick. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a glimmer of hope, and I shall snatch it away from you. Mm. Yep. Your tears sustain me. Yep. <laughs> Joel Sherwood asks, I got really excited for Great War and bought both the German and British starter boxes. The trouble is, it seems like I'm the only one who got excited for this game. Do you foresee any future for this game, or will it slip quietly into obscurity? I guess what you mean uh, is what you mean by future. Do, do, you, do I still think it's a good game? Um, I don't think it's necessarily the greatest representation of World War One, but it's still a good game. Yeah, it's still it's still fun, and actually, I don't think we'll see. I I, I don't think we'll see different forces. I can't. I can't. I don't think imagine it's, ever, the time. it's ever sold well enough to warrant doing anything. No. No, and I think there could have been some interesting stuff with Gallipoli if they wanted to, but um, I don't. I don't think that's high on the list of priorities in all honesty and therefore probably not but it's still fun um and actually it's got some lovely models it's got some lovely models and the the game the scenarios are really good i think the scenarios that again they might not be the most historical but they they play well um I, you don't have to include tanks um which is you know <laughs> you shouldn't have to but um they are quite good fun enough crystals um, and rtr yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I think there's a there's it's one of those things. That, the other thing I found is that you have to invest quite a bit in terrain to make it good, like a good game. So obviously right. you need the trend sections. There's yeah. there's quite a few where you have to have them, uh, and even if the, you just mark them out, you know, there's a there's a visualization element there that, that's required, and you you know there's there's specific um, terrain for that game as well. So you've got like the shelled out woods and um, bits and pieces like that. Barbed wire is everywhere. Crate, big craters. Um, so yeah, that can be. It can look really good, but I don't. I don't. If the yeah, if you're asking if it's going to be supported um, with more releases, I think the answer is probably no. Yeah. Just enjoy what you got. Yeah. Which yeah, is fine because was... Favor Nations probably not going to get anything else. Still that the best game they make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hear that, Phil? Still the best game. <laughs> Bill White asks, I have so many questions about the picture. German nightclub, short shorts, manning a Bofors gun? Yeah. In Norway, I believe. It's like the Wehrmacht swimsuit edition, 1944. <laughs> I just... Um, it, it, I mean, but, but, but most, most, most swim trunks don't leave much imagination, for, even from the rear view. So I can't believe glad. they're comfortable in all this thing. I'm, I'm just glad they're facing the other way. <laughs> oh. oh, hands. Hands, <laughs> knees, and more hands. Uh, he does then go on to ask, what is the next theatre you'd like to see Team Yankee expand into? Uh, the Young Vic. Next question. The what? It's a, it's a theatre in London. Um, oh, uh, sorry, in Team Yankee. Uh, that's an excellent question. Asia. Oh. Definitely Asia. What, what part? Yeah. Oh, um, 
stopping Korea's happy he's play because that alone would bring in um, North Korea, South Korea, um, China, Japan. possibly Japan because obviously the problem with Japan is they've got the whole self defense treaty, so they probably wouldn't be going across and helping the Koreans. Plus, you know, they hate each other. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, kind of understandably, yes. but yeah, it'd be, sure. it'd, be a, it'd be a way, of, yeah, <laughs> it'd be a way of getting it in, so um. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be controversial. Let's go South America. Gee, that is controversial. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. Who the good Columbia. guys? Situation. <laughs> no, no. Well, no everyone. <laughs> everyone and no one. But I, I suppose it's the thing about um, the US and the USSR being the, the main backer in terms of hardware. Um, you could do quite a lot with what's actually been released already. Yes. Um, and I think also Brazil. Brazil had quite a unique armed force because I think yeah. the um, Iraqis were buying quite a lot of their equipment during the Iran-Iraq war from Brazil. Yes. And also Argentina had that um, really cool um, medium tank. which is basically like um, a Marder hole with a leopard turret on it. It's like made by the Germans. Yeah. Like Bolivian, Peru. Running around with um, also packed like here. Friday afternoon in the in the Rhineland, you're like, "What have we got left over to make these tanks? Ah, oh, we've got these and these, and just put them together and throw them out the door." But apparently, it turns out not it's a real dearth of um, heavyweight bridges, so a full tank, even heavier than a shirt, <laughs> work. Right? Uh, it's always, always, it's always the bridges. This is a problem. Bloody civil engineers—they get in the way of all of our fun. <laughs> well, I, I think actually, in, in seriousness, the, the Scandinavian stuff. I'd love to see the Norwegians yes. and yeah, the, the I, I need I need me some S tank. Uh, Danes can get in the bin. I just need, I just need some S tanks. Yeah, they're lovely. But um, what we're all after here is is the S tank. Let's let's be honest. That, that's what we need. That's what that's what the market demands. Not an S nor tank. Yeah, yes. uh, the, the the S self-propelled, what, what was it, tank destroyer, essentially. Um, and the tank destroyer was the IV-90, I think, which uh, it did have a turret. Yes, that Brilliant. had a 90mm gun, didn't it, I think? Right. Yeah, exactly. A tank, tank destroyer with a 90mm gun and a turret, but uh, a mainline battle tank with no turret and 105. Go work it out. I, I, I don't know what they were doing, but it, it was all glorious. Um. But that would also give you marine forces, he says, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like that. South America and Scandinavia. Yeah. What about you, Eddie? Oh, Asia. Or South Korea. No, they're, they're two different countries, Eddie. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> um, Mike Everest asks... Can you give a breakdown of advice on how to make a good-looking table as a good balance between detail and not getting too busy? Hmm, good question. It's yeah, it's all about. I think it's what we something we discussed the other day on the maybe the last podcast was about like clustering the blob terrain. Yeah. So you have larger areas of condensed terrain, and then you have like free space around it for things to move around in. And then oh, so I think. Linear terrain can have a powerful impact in the game, but really bogging it down too much as long as you play gaps for things to move around. Yeah, I think you're a big proponent of linear terrain, things like mm. um, walls and uh, hedgerows and 
anything like that, which doesn't stop movement, but does block line of sight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, having it, having it look realistic, but then, like you say, making it a bit more blobby, especially for Team Yankee. That, 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 that seems to be one of the problems um, with the rules the way they are. In version three, you'd have sort of three little woods scattered together in a little copse of trees mm-hmm. with a couple of inches between them. But the rules now mean that you kind of end up shoehorning tanks into the gaps. Whereas if you put the woods together in one larger blob as one wood, then it makes it a lot more, you don't, you know, the gameplay flows either through it using the wood rules, in which case there's no point in clumping all together or round it which case, you know, you don't get the car park as much. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, Mike, just build build loads of terrain and then we'll come play <laughs> and figure out what's good. <laughs> no? Is that our thing? Okay. Uh, Malcolm S. Rogers asks, not why, oh, not why, why gaming, not war gaming related, Mr. Mr. Nara out there on my cut face. <laughs> Not war game related, but definitely military history related. Who do you think deserved a Victoria Cross but never got one? Maybe oh, for period since it was first awarded in the Crimean War. As a Canadian, I'm contractually obliged to highlight Leo Major for his actions in both World War II and the Korean War. Okay. I mean. So I, I, I know who I'd go with. It's um, Paddy Main, who is one of the founders of the SES. I think he got their um, DSO with three bars. Never quite got the VC. It's always been a controversial thing, but he never got the VC. Because he was, um, yeah, insane, I might say, but you know, doubly hard as well. It's like... well it's, three, three, three bars is pretty, um, <laughs> it's pretty chunky, isn't it? Yeah, you ran, you ran out of space with the bars, I think, after some point. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... I don't actually. I don't know. I'd have to look at people who did did win. If that makes sense, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm not up to on the old Vicky C. The the only one that springs to my mind um, was the soldier in the Battle of Murbat in Amman in the 1970s where there was an SAS oh, yeah yeah um SAS soldiers were attacked by uh, Libyan rebels oh, no this is this is in um Oman yeah so my yeah, yeah, rep, down, my down, down near Salala yeah Salala la, 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 la. yeah there's like a little compound like a government compound and there's like 20 SAS guys i think at most yeah and the uh, staff sergeant um Labala, yeah, one of the Fijian guys, yeah, yeah, I ended up manning a twenty-five pounder single-handedly, whilst single-handedly, injured, yeah. after, oh my God. after being shot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I would say him because it's an amazing story, um, and he, you know, it involves a twenty-five pounder, so of course the podcast is going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's anyone that's ever won it twice. I don't 
so. I mean, I imagine that that would be insane because a, a, a great many get awarded posthumously, and, and at that point, that would make it, you know, difficult. Not you know, not impossible, but difficult. Oh, so it has worked twice. Oh, really? You men have won it twice. Good God. Apparently. Yeah. World War One. Noel was um, a VC winning medic, apparently. And he won it twice. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Never had to Doctors. buy another drink again. Yeah. Surgeon Captain Arthur Martin Leake. And uh, Captain Charles Upham. Popham? Upham. Oh, Upham. Uh, Charles Upham, he was... Wasn't there a character of him? A uh, special character of Upham in um, Flames of War? It does ring a bell. Have a look. I think it was an early war one. Um, Charles Upham won his first VC for Outstanding Leadership and Courage during the fighting in Creek in May 1941. Despite being wounded by a mortar shell, he carried a wounded man back to safety. Eight days later, he killed 22 Germans with a submachine gun during an attack. Oh, my. Oh, and won it again. <laughs> that, that, that was his first VC. Uh, in 1942, oh, right. Upham, fighting in North Africa, captured a German position, destroying a tank and several vehicles with grenades despite his injuries. His arm had been shattered by a machine gun, but he only stopped fighting and blood loss made him faint. Only then did he have his wounds dressed. Regardless of his wounds, Upham stayed with his men, continued to fight and suffered further injuries. Captured during the war, Captain Charles Upham was sent to Colditz, where he spent the rest of the war as a prisoner. Of, as a prisoner, He died in New Zealand in 1994, aged 86. Bad. And, <laughs> and never bought a drink in a pub ever again. Yes. See these? These here be the Jew by me beverages. <laughs> yep. I think it's like his model somewhere. He's come, he came with a staff car or something in the blister, I seem to recall. Oh, oh that? that's right. And the ladder. Mm. The ladder and the brain gun The observer guy, yeah, yeah. There you go. Find that. Oh, that's a cool model as well. That's a cool story, cool model. I didn't, I, I, I'm, I'm frankly amazed that people won multiple. That's just nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, Tom Ray asks, "What new models and formations are you hoping to see in the new Warsaw Pact book? Will we see post Cold War modifications to the T seventy two, like the PT ninety one Twardy, or even Leopard two brackets early two thousands?" I think it's going to be Warsaw Pact or stay in the Cold War, so probably not a Leopard two. For the you no know, post post breakup NATO NATO ice version. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I was just yeah. like Leopard twos. Like that, that's in the German book, right? I mean, I I, I hope the PT seventy six might finally appear. You know, it seems we actually have a model for it. it That'd be, be nice. Poles have it in the yeah. or something like that. Is that for our uh, river battle? Yes, yeah. yeah, our river battle. Yep. <laughs> it does seem odd that there is a model that exists albeit resin and metal for that, but no entry in anywhere. Well, it's like, it's like the Lurks in um, World War II. You know, it had, why, why is D-Dale the Bagration book? It's like, yeah. poor, old little, poor old little Lurks. It's, you know, it's in Fortress Europe. And that's it. That's it for 
They're like a man card, like a brum bar, so you can use it in the book. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else. Uh, do, do, do you think we'll get era armor on the? I don't think the Warsaw Pack, the, the minor allies, had it until well, until towards the end, the very most. So oh, may, I suppose so maybe cool. there is a way of doing. It might put it in. I, I'm hoping we I'm might see to... something that's not a C25 for air support as well. <laughs> yeah. Something else beginning with F. Flogger, Fitter, <laughs> Fandango. Fancier. Fancier. Fancy Pants. Flanger. Yeah. I don't know what else they would have. Is there any regional variants of things? Because they did have some... Um, you know, I'm just thinking like with the Dana and the RM30, uh, RM70s. The checks and the poles. Is there anything like that still outstanding? Yes, you probably. I, I honestly don't know. It wouldn't surprise me because no, how, how much check engineering put out. But um, Trabant, yeah, Trabant. There you go. Oh, Trabant. <laughs> For a minute, I was like, Trabant. What's a Trabant? And I was like, Oh no, Trabant. Oh god. A larder. Yeah, poor girl. <laughs> And that is all the questions from offers answers that don't revolve around uh, short shorts. <laughs> Are there any questions? Given I've already explained to my, my hair, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put a picture up on the article so people who haven't seen the Facebook will understand. Oh, you need to. It's an epic photo. I thought it was great. Just made me laugh. For a minute, I thought it was one of those like, reenactors. Because you get those things where you get like Roman legionnaires holding MG42s or something. They may you know, do like, yeah. double take. But, uh, I just yeah. can't believe it was that hot. Short shorts. You're All the short going, shorts. Going for a swim and someone started flying over. <laughs> there's a there's a other picture, isn't there, of the, the British gun crew that are practicing for a pantomime and then they got called out and they're all dressed in dresses but with the steel helmets on and big boots oh the, it's the British penchant for uh, for drag yes <laughs> I'll tell you what would be hilarious if you put on a dress oh god um, so that's into the questions what was events was it? right so um, yeah we'll event, do events and we'll do um last bit so i think the event we got so far is warfare isn't it that, that there is supposed to be a rumored one at battlefield hobbies appearing at some point but i don't think they've confirmed the, what, what additional to, in addition to the one the bun shop guys are doing and that's i believe out. so yeah oh okay Ooh. Ooh. so the next episode might have that well i mean warfare is now uh, I, I believe the team is it the team yankees no team yankees been introduced hasn't it Someone was trying to get sufficient numbers for Team Yankee. I did see that, and I was thinking, oh, maybe 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 if it's sort of the World War Two sorts, I could go to Team Yankee. I'll just shout you guys in between games. I think. Yeah. What going? Uh, Eighty eleven. <laughs> Eighty eleven. That's my that's what my transports have. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, imagine. Yeah. Order twos versus Sharons. I mean, they're basically the same thing, right? It's just someone carries some troops inside. <laughs> Um, so that's Warfare 2021 at Ascot Racecourse, 27th and 28th of November. It's the 
Yeah, I thought it was the 28th, 29th. Is that wrong? I can't remember now. Oh, I thought it was that weekend with the 27th. Because the 29th is Tacey's birthday, which is the Monday. Oh, it's not then. I'll just double check. I might have booked, 27th, I might have booked, 28th, according to the website. Yeah, I might have booked the wrong day. 27th, 28th. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday. Have you got a hotel for the Monday night? I don't know. It's not nothing. <laughs> don't know what's going on. It's, it's all a blur. What are you guys thinking of taking? changed I, I I still don't know I mean painting these one two twos has made me think about them now so <laughs> yeah I see one one two twos well because they, they're just Swiss army knife it's like oh I've brought infantry have you well I've got uh, yeah oh, I've got a barrel template and loads of um 14.7 mil machine gun rounds Oh, I bought tanks. Have you? That's cute. That's cute. Have, have some of this. AT14. I, I don't know. I mean, oh, I don't know. It's it sort of feels it. like what you're going to take is the last thing you paint. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I mean, it, until I play with something, I mean, I, I, I still, I I'm, I'm think I might be tempted by the, the Keith Flint list still. I still want to run that. Um, with the Brits, but then I've never played Brits before, so that's probably going to end in tears. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was going to do my Shermans, but then these Winter Rifle Company came along, and yeah, it's hijacked your time. Well, it's well, obviously I've not done any hobby on them, but the obviously. idea of like, the actual list looks pretty sweet. Well. Yeah, I mean, I could go full hipster and go take my home and going company for Italy and use Fortress Europe and laugh at every... Yeah, that'd be weird, but it'd be hilarious. (laughs) What book's your army from? Fortress Europe? No, go on. Yeah, duh. Yeah. No, really? Look. Uh, Yeah. I've got some eventies, mate. (laughs) But we well, we know that the Hungarians are coming and the Romanians and Finns, so that's going to add some variety. And we might even see a bulge book before then as well. I think, yeah, I think at least one of them will be out by then if they stick to original schedule. Yeah, the the bulging, bulging Germans, or bulging US. Much hilarity ensues. Oh, I can hear my paint station calling. <laughs> Can you? No, but that's my excuse to, to get us to shoot the scoop. <laughs> oh, what's, I was going to say, what's it saying to you? Who are you? Hmm. Please, have you seen this man? Yeah. <laughs> he turned Missing. up a couple of nights ago, looked at it, sighed, and walked away. Missing, presumed dead. You got to devalue some more models, Eddie. Yeah, exactly. That's what my <laughs> hobby is: Just carefully, slowly, painstakingly devaluing model sets that I've bought. <laughs> what do you do for a hobby? Yeah. This was 35 quid when I bought it. Now I've spent half a day of my life and several pounds on glues, paints, and sprays and everything. It's now worth 15 quid. <laughs> <laughs> if someone says to me, 
Oh, I'll tell you what, how thick's the paint? Can I strip it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just... I love it when I see posts like that. Oh, Lovingly God. painted army and someone goes, how thick's the paint? <laughs> yeah. I think it was extra it? structural reinforcement. It's, uh... Yeah. Yeah. We're going to shoot and scoot then, boys. Uh, yeah. We've got one last thing. We've got really? our... Um, this is our 50th episode. Oh, he yeah. was um, going to say a big thank you to all the patrons who have basically been supporting us for like, the last 10 or so episodes. And we get choose one of, our, one of them randomly for a T-shirt. So, yes. So, Eddie, you get read out the list. Massacre the names one more time. Oh, yeah. Massacre the names of the, our the Eddie side. Patreon peoples that we yeah. are very fortunate to give us money. Uh, so, starting in no particular order, we have Ben Jamin, Kurdian. Oh, God. <laughs> this is going to hurt if it's all the way through. She'll take a deep breath and go through. That's what she said. Benjamin Kernan, Roland Jones, Joel Sherwood, GCHQ, <laughs> Soren Peterson, Cinna McCarthy, Mike Everest, William A. Scott, Kay Leung. Regan Robinson, Michael Mazza formatting problem Zari, Battle Razor, Nathan Taylor, Phil Stone, David Palmer, Jacob Hopkins, Scott Atkinson, Andrew David, Christopher Saunders, Bill White, Martin Turner, Vincent Jifferham, Roy Hood, Darren Hart, and Quinton Taylor are all now doubly internet famous. Well, yes, and thank you all. Thank you Hardly. all very much. Yeah. No, generally, it's I've, we're shocked, nay, stunned that people would actually, you know, send their hard-earned money to us. And Literally, now, no benefit. If anyone actually, <laughs> if they ever listen to this episode, they'll realise that and then cancel their subscriptions and be like, "Why are we paying for this nonsense?" Yeah, wait a minute. I don't remember doing this. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> fraud reports. Is that a whole new level desk of uh, GCHQ fraud? It's not a pyramid scheme, is it? We've talked not about really. this. Yeah. No, it's a, it, it, it's a medium-sized figure-based scheme. No, it's, it's a Sherman scheme. It's Definitely. Sherman. It makes the shape of a Sherman tank. Yeah. It's more of a trapeze. It's a, yeah, war bonds. It's a war, war bonds. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, Duncan, have you worked out for random no. number generator? Was I supposed to be doing that? I thought you were, yes. <laughs> oh, I've got one. Was I? There you go. I don't know. I'm sure it is. Are you ready? Yeah, give me give me a number. Yep. Give you a number? No, I've calculated oh, it. I'll give you a name, man. All right, give me a name. Yes. Yeah, all right. right well, I've, oh, I've God. Let me look first. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> We've not invested any money in a soundboard. I don't know if it's obvious or not, but. Yeah. <laughs> the winner is Jacob Hopkins. Jacob Hopkins. So when you listen to this, um, give us a shout, yep. and we'll sort you out a T-shirt. Yeah. And if you don't, then we'll just keep the T-shirt and your money. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go to Barbuda? Barbuda. I mean, Barbuda. Barbuda. Well, the Barbuda Triangle. The Barbuda Quattrohedron. <laughs> um, just, just do the sums. Um, so we've got that much. Yeah, no, time's up. No. So about... Fifty years, I think we'll probably have one yeah. of us go we, to. We could have pay we... for one COVID test for one of us. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought it was this, I thought we'd applied for a track and trace license. To... 
to do the software for the next version of that. Yeah. Give, us... give my friend Matt a call. And say, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, know, I know the ferry thing didn't work out, but... Yeah. <laughs> Matty H. Yeah, I promise I've got a ferry this time. <laughs> yes, Brian Ferry. What do you mean, what do you mean that doesn't count? <laughs> oh, dear. Your tender yes. document is in specific. Oh, dear. So we're going to shoot and scoot. Yes, yes what dice are we going to use? Well, seeing as you were kind enough to buy me some dice, Duncan, and they arrived the day, we'll be using a lump farmed. Because I got I got a pack of lump farmed dice. Thanks, Adam. You're awesome, Mister Brooker. Yeah. Dice of war. What does a lump farmed look like? A lump farmed is a is a yellow dice with a with black with a black ball on it and a little red. Oh, that's those guys. Yeah. That's, that's basically the division I do for late war. What we'll do, I actually get in the painting and stuff. Hence the what 3RTR is in. Exactly that, yeah. So, I'm guessing these guys will be, um, like, like most Brits, they'll be trained, but, you know, cautious trained. So, they're four plus to do a shooting scoot. Oh. There's a four! Hey! That's it! Woo. I did it so again. The average. Slightly average, yeah. <laughs> the Dangerous the average. <laughs> Dangerous the average. The Armored Trade Record Podcast you've been listening to with Sheep and Scoot, the Plains of World Podcast from the team of Breakthrough Assault of the Code UK, was brought to you by support from Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and over 100 hours of inane hobby chit chat. Uh, yeah, it must be like two and a half, about well, two hours per episode on average, isn't it? So, yeah. Yep. It's over a hundred wow, hours of us rambling at each other. So if you were to start listening now and then and, get, and listen to all the episodes, then you'll frankly have far too much time on your hands and should probably yes. see your life choices. If I'd done that whilst painting, I still wouldn't have painted anything on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Eddie.